we both, you and I, and a lot of people, well, not a lot, you, Denny Hamlin, myself, we get mouthy against NASCAR. Mm-hmm. But I believe it's, is it because we care, Kevin? <clears throat> well, I think, I think, I think the, you know, the, the one thing to remember is we all have, we all see it in a, in a, we all see things from a different aspect, right? Yeah. What and are I they think, thinking? Yeah. And, and, but yeah, I think when, when you look at it, gosh, it's so much bigger. I mean, that's than what we're thinking. What are they thinking? We yeah. don't know what they know is what I'm saying. Yeah. And I think, I think the biggest thing is it's so much bigger that, than, that, than anything that we can even compute. Yeah, the, the magnitude of the business and the and the and the way that it is run and the amount of people that are into it, like I don't even know where to start, and that's that's really for for me when I'm like, you know what, these this car sucks or that restart sucked or that call was terrible, um, I've learned to not take offense to it. We're thinking and, about ourselves as we're we're making. Yeah, we're, we're and, it's all about and, me. <laughs> and you know I've we've spent we've spent the last. I guess it's, we're getting ready to, I guess it's been a year and a half that we've, we've really spent a lot of time as drivers. We've spent a lot of time with, with NASCAR and and their group. And I'll be honest with you. We've never had more conversations about how to make the sport better and how to make things better and how to do things differently and what the rules packages should be and how the tires should wear. Um, and just, you wouldn't believe how open open they are about everything that that's going on and, and the communication that they're having with the drivers and to see all those drivers sit in the room. Um, I don't know that, I don't know that you ever got to experience anything like that, but we go, we go, I mean, weeks and weeks and weeks and weeks to, uh, of, of time together talking about how to grow the sport and how to do things better. Is that and, the new RTA? Um, no, this, the ours is, ours are just drivers, uh, drivers, oh, driver advisory. About this. When does yeah, that happen? So, yeah, we have, we have the driver's advisory council that's been around. It's been around for a little bit now. Um, but it really, really with the new car, the safety of the, of the new car and, and the accidents and things that we had, uh, with the concussions kind of brought everything, everything to a head. And, um, but, you know, I think, I think for, for me, um, I was pissed after Darlington last year when my car caught on fire and it kind yes. of, kind of ruined the playoffs. And, and we did a really show about it. Yeah. That that's, yeah, that's really when it kind of came to a head. <laughs> um, and, but we got some stuff done and we got some things started to, to change and, and really, um, you know, we, we changed the rear clip. We've, we've, we've worked on the doors. We've worked on, um, arrow packages and, and so it's, you know, it's, it's, how do we communicate? How do we communicate in, in them and help them? That's, that's really where we've evolved to because the communication is, is there. And, and, you know, I think from the driver's standpoint, we're as big a part of this process as ever. We can't just, we can't just turn our back anymore and say, ah, I'd do it this way and then just walk off. Like if you're going to have an opinion, now you're going to have to sit in a room with all of us and tell us, tell us your opinion and show up to the meetings and be a part of this process to make it better. Because really that's what happened. You know, when, when you guys were all there and Dale would wrangle everybody up and say, all right, if it's not right, we're going to fix it. And, you know, I think it's been a very proactive process to be able to have the drivers involved. I can't speak for the team. Do you feel like, let me ask you this in that, in that context, do you feel like when your car caught on fire last year at Darlington and ruined your race, do you feel like 
you were so upset that they finally listened to you? Because I know there was engineers involved to tell NASCAR, here, here's what we need to do. We need to spray this on here and it won't do it. Did they listen to you? I think part of that, I I think, I think if we'd have been as involved now, Mm. then as we are now, I don't know that we've ever evolved to that because, you know, they, they were at a point where they waited too long to, to fix the cars and a lot of fires, a lot of fires, a lot of problems. And we should have never, we should have never got that far, but they realize that now and they've been much more proactive with, with a lot of things that they've done. So it's been, it's been an interesting process. And, and some of that, I fault myself for some of that, not wrangling everybody up and really putting these, putting, putting us all together as a, as a group of drivers and, and having a, you know, a, a better process of, 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 of trying to communicate because I tell you the, the communication right now is, is we have more communication with NASCAR than we have ever had in the history of my being here a period by a lot, not even comparable. Your opinion on the way NASCAR is going about these penalties and these fines. Well, I think that the intention, the intention was to stop all the garbage, right? was was to stop you know i i think unless they know it's real then they're then they're not then the teams are just going to keep going so you got to remember one thing the teams have been as much a part of designing these rules and penalties and the way that this goes as much as nascar has been so i i see it from a different perspective because the teams and NASCAR are the ones that have come up with a lot of this stuff, um, you know, as far as the penalties. But in the end, um, you know, I think it in order for this car to work, like I, I think that you have to be if you're going to you have if you're going to treat the body and the engine and the tires as a no no go policy, you have to be strict. And, you know, let's let's face it, if you're in the if you're the if you're the if you're the if you're the guy owning the team, it's a, it's a, it's a big money game. And, you know, so, I don't... so you're, you're, you're saying that uh, the car owners, they have to deter here. the teams. They have to deter yeah. the teams from, they asked for this car and they asked, asked for this car and they, they asked for this car and they asked for, they asked for tougher rules. So you can't have it both ways. Right. I got you. Okay. So, well, let's just talk about what you just said. The next gen car, that's the name of it. I'm going to phrase this in a little different way than I did Tony and Mark before you. Do you like this car? If you were to design the car, was this the type of car you would design? I would not have designed it this way. What I would you have designed? What would you have went after? You know, I think that's a, that's a loaded gun, right? Because don't get yourself in trouble. There's a, that's a loaded gun. Um, you know, but you know, I think, look, this, this car is a lot like the car of tomorrow. When we started the car tomorrow, it was the biggest piece of crap that you could ever put on the racetrack, right? And all yeah, we did was wing on the back of the car. Oh, yeah, dude. <laughs> it had it started with a wing on the back put a of the turd on the back of the car. Oh my god. <laughs> so all we did for five years was change that car. Yeah. And that's the bottom line. Like the car did not the car has not performed how everybody wants it to perform. Um, you know, a lot of the aerodynamics are made on the bottom didn't crash well we've made that better uh but we got to make it race better everybody knows that we got to make it race better and i think a lot of that is going to come 
through the aerodynamics of the car. Um, there are a lot of neat things about the car. Um, you know, I think that the way that it shifts and, you know, the wheels and tires and the thought process of, of how it's supposed to be. But right now that none of that matters until we get the, the racing exactly right. And that is all going to come through making the tires fall off more, getting the aerodynamics right. And, and it's, you know, there's just going to be some things that have to be overhauled how I would design it. You know, I, I think, I think the design of the car, I think was done a lot with a sports car mentality. And, um, you know, I think that the teams have fixed a lot of the, when we had the, when we had the car tomorrow, the teams fixed all the problems, right? Mm. Because they just went to their fab shop and said, Oh, we got to cut the clip off. Oh, we got to cut the roof off. And we put a new one on and it was done in a week. Now that is not possible. When you want to change something, you have to go to the manufacturer. You have to go to the teams. You have to go to NASCAR. You have to change the rules. I mean, it is a long, long process. And, you know, I think that's the that's the part that that everybody's trying to go through right now is the process to to change it is slow. So and when, when it was before, the teams would bail you out because they could fix things so fast. In my mind, I'm thinking to myself when you just comment on my thought because I'm trying to keep you out of trouble. Uh, I'm thinking, why did they design this car? Oh, I know why. Because I know the car owners went to NASCAR, and I, I believe maybe, this is my theory, I don't know this, Roger Penske won them over. Maybe Chip, mm. you know, that Chip Ganassi isn't in the sport anymore, but these IndyCar type owners, you know, hey, let me buy this car from Europe, comes in a crate, I bolt it together. Uh Am I way off on my thinking? And it's okay if I am. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know the. I've tried to stay very driver specific and work on the things that we can work on because the. That's the, why you're happy. The the well no I I I just the owner side of things and the NASCAR the owner NASCAR relationship I just don't know a lot about because I don't know the inner workings of it to the T and that's why we've we've tried to stay so driver focused but. The thing that I will tell you is I, I think in concept from the beginning to get the cost under control and do the things that we needed to do as a sport in order to do that, the, the theory of the car is correct. I think it's just going to take a little bit longer to get the racing where we want it to be. And it's just going to be a little more expensive for a few more years than what they thought. And uh, I think I think the runway to the car and the concept of cost and the things that go with it is just going to take a little bit. It's going to take a couple years longer because of the fact that they're just going to have to, they're, they're going to have to change some things in order to make it right. Kevin, do you think it would benefit NASCAR in the future to maybe one day think that we're going to have this era coming up and it'd be two years where there will be no NASCAR major changes, you know, little thousand dollar deal here or there, but, it just well, we seems just like that. change huh? We, we just did that for two years. We had a parts freeze. We had a parts freeze um, not two years ago. So during uh, the last year of COVID, we had a parts freeze. You couldn't submit any new parts. Uh, and the year before, you could only, you only had, uh, a, there was a certain parts freeze. So before we went to this car, we had two years where development was frozen on the engines, the cars and developing parts. And the last year you couldn't develop anything. You had what you had. <clears throat> so um, we've been there and, and they, they know how to do this. And, and 
you know, I think when we went through COVID, COVID taught us a lot about how we could function as a sport. And I think COVID also bought us, saved our lives, um, saved our lives in, in, in delaying the next gen car one year uh, to be able to develop it to the point where they released it. But um, but COVID taught us a lot about the processes of, of how we could function as a sport and through all those parts freezes leading into what led to uh, the next gen car to help the owners absorb, you know, uh, some of the some of the savings of, of the last two years of that car uh, of last gen's car uh, before we got to next gen. So th- there, there was some good things that came out of COVID. Uh, I'm going to say this. Tell me if I'm full of crap or not. Uh, Wilkesboro and our dear friend Marcus Smith, who's a dear friend of mine, I'm doing the NASCAR race day shows, uh, gets a $7 million grant, you know, for COVID money. And mm-hmm. may, maybe that saves the North Wilkesboro Speedway. I, am I far-fetched? No, I, I, I think there's a number of good things that came out of COVID for our sport. And and, and I think the efficiencies and just kind of how fat the sport was and, and um, pushing ourselves to, to just get to the racetrack. Right. Yeah, and right. and we, we were did spending too much money. We were spending way too much money and we're still spending too much money. Um, but, you know, I think COVID really opened everybody's eyes to where we could race, when we could race, how we raced <clears throat> and the things that, that, that we did to, in order to get to the racetrack. So uh, there were a lot of there's a lot of things that came out of COVID that that changed our sport forever. I mean, we went to Kansas last week. I left Saturday morning and got home Sunday night at nine thirty. Fantastic. Hey, you know, that the, the, the way that we function allows you to have a family and do the things and, and um, that you couldn't have done 15 years ago. 